Welcome to Time Out. I'm your host, Jean Jeffries. This is a fun and insightful podcast created to inform, encourage, uplift, and awaken you to be true to yourself as you live happy, healthy, and whole. Welcome. This is Jean Jeffries. What a blessing to have with us today, Mrs. Gersha Porter. Gersha and I met years ago, and I am pleased to say she has simply been a joy to connect with then and now. Her warm-hearted smile and servant's heart will be sure to captivate and inspire you in so many ways. A little bit about Gersha. Gersha is an associate broker and CEO of Porter Homes LLC, where they eliminate confusion for buyers and sellers by giving them key strategies to unlock resources to buy their dream home or sell their current property. Gersha leverages her almost two decades in the Baltimore real estate market to assist buyers and sellers in achieving their goals. She is a skilled negotiator, pricing strategist, communicator, marketer, mentor, and coach. Gersha loves to laugh and have fun. Servant leadership has been a staple in Gersha's life, including being a founding member of the Baltimore chapter of the National Association of African Americans in Human Resources, a 30-plus year volunteer for the March of Dimes, and currently the Community Liaison and Partnership Ministry Team Leader at her church. Gersha has been married to her best friend, LaFawn, for over 28 years and loves to see her two adult children navigate and enjoy life. Hello, hello, Gersha. Hi, Jean. Hi, Jean. Good to see you. Yes. So nice to have you with us today. I guess you can tell I'm a little excited. I love it. I love it. I love the energy and I'm going to bring it to So love it. I can always count on you. Well, we have had so many meaningful conversations about many, many topics. You are just full of life experiences, skill, wisdom. I could go on and on. As I stated in your bio, you have extensive experience in human resources, real estate, community work, Ministry, wow. We definitely want to tap into all of that. So today we're going to chat a little bit about buying, selling, and staying healthy in the process. So here we go. What encouraged you to go into the real estate industry? Well, as you mentioned in my bio, I have extensive human resources experience. So after college, I entered the human resources field, worked there for almost uh, 20 years. And right towards the end um, of that career, I gave birth to my son, which is the second child. 
And soon thereafter, my husband decided to go back to law school at night and work full time during the day. And we decided as a family that somebody needed to be around and it was going to be me. So we planned uh, to eliminate some of our debt so that I could leave a full-time position and become a stay-at-home mom. And that was the formal end of my human resources career. And that was in around, my son was born in uh, 98. So it was around 2000. And um, that is when human resources went uh, to sleep and I planned to be a stay-at-home mom. About three months into it, I was like, okay, what am I going to do now? And a funny uh, part of the story is I didn't immediately get into real estate. I actually uh, launched a home-based business called 1-800-PARTY-SHOP where you sold theme parties in a box. And my girlfriend and I did really well with that. However, in the metropolitan area, a lot of people just ran to the party stores. So the sales didn't go as well after a period of time. And we began to explore other opportunities. And that's how I ended up taking a real estate class. And the rest is history. Wow. Awesome. Well, I can tell from the joy in your voice that you love what you do. Is that right? <laughs> I really do. And, you know, people think it's uh, kind of either cliche or odd that as I was folding laundry last night, I'm watching HGTV. Yes, I watch it just like a good portion of the world. I watch HGTV. So I love real estate. I really, really do. I watch HGTV. I watch Bravo, all the million dollar sales uh, shows there. So I live it. I work it. And I breathe it. So I do. I love real estate. I heard that. It is wonderful to love what you do, <laughs> isn't it? Oh, gosh, that's just it wonderful. Is. It is. So talking about selling homes, is, mm -hmm. is now, um, well, actually selling or buying, is now a good time for either or or both? Excellent time for both. Okay. okay. Now, here in the Baltimore metropolitan area, we are in a seller's market. And what does that mean? It means that we have more buyers than homes to sell. So the inventory is low and the number of buyers are high. Now you say, well, we're in a, I'm considering it still the middle of a pandemic because we have a long way to go before we're out of this thing. Okay. And so six to seven months into it, we still have a huge pool of buyers. Why? Because one, the interest rate is the lowest it's been in 30 years. Um, there are folks that are buying homes and their interest rate is somewhere between two and 3%. The second reason we have so many buyers is despite what you read and hear in the media, people are, are still working. Okay. So that unemployment rate that you hear a whole lot of chatter about, I tell my clients and folks that I have conversations with all the time. Give me three people you know that have lost their job in our area. Very few of them can name three people. So employment is still very stable. So because employment is stable and the interest rate is incredibly low, we have a lot of buyers on the market. Now, the seller side of it is, what does that mean for them and why is it such a great time for sellers? 
is because they have a lot of buyers to choose from. <laughs> so during the time when sellers typically would have to paint and fresh carpet and all of these concessions in terms of money that they may give to a buyer with closing costs, help and things like that, they don't feel as obligated to do that any longer because they can choose. They have three to 10 offers. I've worked with a buyer who settled about two weeks ago, but when we were looking for his home about two months ago, he submitted an offer on a property and there were 10 offers. Oh. Yeah. So that is the kind of choices that sellers today have. They have a choice in who they're going to accept, what kind of contract they will accept. And of course, they're going to accept the one that's going to yield them what? The most money. It is all about the money. So our buyers need to be prepared to offer the strongest offer they can the first time out because buyers aren't, sellers aren't negotiating. They're just going to pick the offer that's most attractive for them. Oh, I see. I see. So would you suggest at this point, if someone was, they know that they're interested in buying, but not really ready or whatever really ready means, would you su suggest that they start looking for a home before they're actually ready to buy? Well, I, I always encourage buyers to window shop. I have a website, quarterpremierhomes.com. You can window shop all day long. I have an app. You can window shop all day long. But most professional realtors like myself won't take you shopping until you're pre-approved for a mortgage. I've had buyers who've approached me, they're pre-approved for a mortgage, but their lease isn't up until June of 2021. And so to look for a house today is an absolute waste of time because the homes are flying off the market. So the home that you see today will not be available in sometimes a week from now, a month from now and definitely not six months from now. So you just window shop. You begin to get a sense for what homes are selling for in the area that you'd like to live in. You can kind of get a sense for what the layout might be, what taxes run in a particular area. So really I think it's helpful for buyers to just do their homework now until they're ready to pull the trigger. And a lot of buyers are surprised when we have our initial buyer consultation and I tell them, you could be in your new home in 45 days. And they are totally blown away. And they say, why? I said, well, first of all, you already know what you want to buy. You've been window shopping. You've been shopping for six months. You've been shopping for a year. So we're going to really just focus in on exactly what you want, the neighborhood, the style of the home, et cetera. And then we're going to be going into this game, seriously, making very strong offers so that you can get the house that you love. And once you put that house on the contract it usually takes 30 to 45 days and you have your keys so it doesn't take long at all that's why you have to be ready amazing amazing so the steps for a buyer mm -hmm. um i hear you saying first of all window shop so that you yeah. can figure out what it yeah. is that you want what you don't want what are some of the other steps because some people may have never owned a home correct so what would you suggest yeah. as someone to someone who has never owned a home the first thing to do is to contact a realtor. We will guide you through the process. And so I set up um, what I call a home, a house call. <laughs> and we put together your strategy. We talk about how soon you might want to purchase, what are the opportunities to buy. We talk about understanding the process, scheduling out what you may need to do to get ready. 
and then we're going to actually execute the plan. So your house call is that first conversation you have with me. Sometimes during that call, a buyer might need to know who possible lenders could be. Some buyers don't know any mortgage lenders, so we help. We could suggest some for you, and you contact the lender because there are buyers from time to time who find out that their credit score may not be where it needs to be, so they have to do a little bit of work with respect to that. There are some buyers who are surprised to find out what's on their credit report. They just didn't know something was there that's derogatory that will hold them back. And so that conversation with the lender is going to be one of the first things you should want to have. And for most people, what they need to know is, well, if I buy at this particular price point, really, what does it mean for me on a monthly basis? Because most buyers either um, are currently renting, so they know what they're comfortable paying for rent, and they probably want to pay less. And then the second thing is they hopefully have a budget. <laughs> so <laughs> budgeting is a huge piece of this. And this is um, uh, one of the things that I am getting more equipped to do. I'm going through some training right now to become a certified financial coach so that I could help the buyers who are not quite ready. They don't have a budget. Uh, they may have some debt that they need to pay down. They may have to um, work on their credit. And so those kinds of things can go on because I tell buyers all the time, I'm not going anywhere. I've worked with buyers who sometimes have taken three years before they were able to buy. I'll be here. So awesome. we'll go through the process. Yep. Are there still some things that the seller should be looking to do in order to sell their home? Yeah, so in the seller's market that we're in right now, there are some things. I just had a seller the other day. I've had some conversations with her. I took a look at her condominium um, that is currently vacant. She rented it out over the last four to five years and she's ready to sell it. So she's had it freshly painted, it looks great. And right now her question to me was, should I stage it? So staging is when the seller allows a professional Typically, I work with professional stagers that allows a professional to come in and bring furniture and accessories to make the vacant home feel more like a home that a buyer would want to live in. So they can see what it looks like to have dining room furniture. They can see what it looks like to have living room furniture. And one of the biggest pieces I think that's so helpful with staging are the bedrooms so that buyers can imagine, well, could my bed fit here? Could my, really, can my current furniture work in this room? And when you have an empty room, it's really hard to tell. And so visualizing yourself in that property is what staging allows buyers to do. So sellers have to decide, is it in their budget to stage? And what will the staging do? And I'll tell you what it does. It typically allows their home to sell faster. And that's just not Gersha speaking. The National Association of Realtors has statistics that show homes that are staged tend to sell about 80% faster than homes that are not sold, that are not staged. And I always send that report to my sellers so they don't think that it's me just talking off the top of my head. I like them to see the statistics and exactly what the, our profession is saying that yes, there is a significant difference between a staged property and one that is not staged. And there are homes that can be staged as well where it is occupied. I have had that as well, where the stager just brings in a few pieces to enhance the furniture that the current owner has. 
And another thing that they oftentimes will do is tell them to remove ah. what they have. They really need to declutter and they need to scale back so that the um, buyers that come through the door can see, well, this is a great size living room. This bedroom is really spacious. So most of the time we have to depersonalize it when we live in the property. And we oftentimes have to remove furniture. That's part of the staging as well when it's occupied. Yep. Wow. Okay. All right. Wow. You for the information, lady. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. All right. Well, you know, I got to get to this. You yes. know, I have to talk about the wellness, the self care, because I know that uh, there can be stressful moments in the buying or the selling process. Yes. So, what what part does health and wellness play when it comes to successfully buying or selling a home? I'll give you a real life example. I am working with a set of sellers right now. They're seniors, they're over 70 years old. They have moved out of the home that they're selling and they're in their new downsized property. Okay. So what most of us will think about right away is, whoa, are we talking two mortgages? Yep, we're talking two mortgages. Okay. And you talk about stress when you need to pay two mortgages. The second thing is you need to keep the gas and electric on. You have to continue to keep the grass um, mowed and the lawn looking in an appropriate way while the property is on the market. And the other thing is when you've lived in a home 20 and 30 years, you know what you have. You got a lot of stuff. So it took us quite a while just to empty out the property. After they moved out, it still took a while to empty the property and then to make sure that it was appealing to a buyer. So you could imagine there's financial stress with that. There is the stress about once it's under contract, all the steps that have to happen when the buyer has made a contract on your property as a seller. There's a home inspection, which is like going to the doctor. It's like a physical. It's like a physical for your house. And you know, and when we go to the doctor, we're a little stressed out. What will the test find? What will the doctor find when they do my... EKG. What will they find when I get on the scale? Uh-oh. <laughs> what will they find when they take my blood pressure? Well, it's similar with the home. The home inspector is going through that house and they are examining it pretty much with a fine tooth comb. So sellers are often very um, anxious during that home inspection process. And the other big process through selling your home that really does make sellers anxious is the appraisal. So they know that they wanted to sell their home for a certain amount of money. They've put it on the market. A buyer has made an offer for a certain amount of money. Now the bank comes in to either confirm that it is worth that or not. And so that is the second hurdle that a seller must wait to go through and wait for that answer. And so during that time, they are anxious waiting for that information too so you wonder well how does that affect them on a mental health or a wellness uh, level um they do and, and we're a part of it too because i'm calling i had a, a appraisal schedule for yesterday and the appraiser told me she couldn't get to the house so now it's on it's two days later so when the seller knew it was going to be on tuesday it's now two days later so they thought they could check it off and say Phew. We've had it, even though they don't have the results. Now it's two more days. So you know that does create a lot of 
anxiety for the seller because now they need to wait an additional two days for the actual appraisal to happen, which then means we wait a little bit longer for the actual number to come back. So um, as a realtor, my job is to give the information to the seller so they can understand what's happening, help to assure them that it is going to be done fairly and equitably because this is what appraisers do all the time. As the realtor that represents the seller, my job is to provide some information to the appraiser. And we do that on a regular basis. I pull the numbers of similar homes that have sold so that the appraiser understands where we came up with the list price and how as a realtor and as a seller, they're confident that their home is worth what it was listed for. So I help them with that process and hopefully helps to reduce some of that anxiety that they have until we get through hurdle number two, which is that appraisal. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, self-care is so important no matter what we do, because like yeah. you said, those stress levels can go through the roof. And if we don't have a, a plan in place to maintain, it can take us to places we don't want to go. So the question that I have for you personally, yes. uh, being a giver, you are a giver. You are a servant. You, I just, I just love your, your, your kindness and your, your loving heart. And I can tell your concern about uh, people having the best and you being able to uh, be uh, an advocate uh, with them along that journey, whether it's buying or selling, um, you just have a heart for people. So, you know, being that, you know, you give, give, and you point out all the time, how do you manage your health and wellness? Are you, do you have things in place for Ooh. your self-care? Absolutely. I'd say the first thing is, and it's been about uh, three months since the pandemic started, I made a concerted effort to exercise. And right now my exercise is walking. And so in the beginning of us having to shelter in place, it was getting out of the house with the fresh air, walking around without a mask in my area. Um, and that was a major part of what I did. And I did that by myself. And then about three months ago, I connected with a really good friend of mine and we meet every morning. So my walks were kind of during the day, different times, you know, kind of loosey goosey. And then when I connected with my girlfriend, it became a very consistent every morning. And she told me, blood pressure don't sleep on the weekend. <laughs> We were out there on Saturdays and Sundays, we changed our scenery on Sundays, we went to another location, but we walked. So I, and today was the first day I walked by myself, but I got to the track and I texted her, I said, you're on your way. And we are now at 5.45 in the morning because her schedule changed. Love it. So it's a very early morning, which for me means I have got to get into bed because it's hard to get up for me. Okay. So um, for me, I have been implementing and being very um, committed to the walking. And today I walked by myself. <laughs> so I was there um, when I reached out to her. She told me she wasn't coming. So because work for her has just started back again. So I um, definitely walk. I have some controls over this thing right here. Oh, the cell phone. <laughs> 
I have it, my phone automatically turns off at nine o'clock at night and it turns on at seven in the morning. So because I run my business from my phone, I only have one phone number for personal and for business. So don't, they can call me. I'm not going to get it. They can text me. I'm not going to get it. And the other part of being in control with the phone setups, it's also not looking at it because you might see some things. Right, right. So just moving it out of your um, purview when you are in your downtime mode. So right now I have some, the controls over my phone. I'm exercising because I picked up a little bit of that COVID-15 in the beginning because, you know, we all thought it was a vacation and we were just having a good time eating and drinking and all of that. Watch out, Bill. Watch so, out. So I, um, I had to get out there. And so the exercise has been important. And then I spent a lot of time with my husband. We love being with each other. Um, we worked on decorating our um, sunroom. We have it very nice and cozy. And so we spend a lot of time there, just um, quiet time, us, music, a glass of wine kind of thing. And so we make time for each other. And um, my husband's always worked from home, so we've always been at home. And so that part hasn't changed too, too much for us. I'm not going out as much, but he definitely has worked at home for over 20 years. And so um, we make sure that we spend time with each other. And we've been able to do some takeout. <laughs> that comes in. Uh, we've been able to do some since things have changed. We've been able to do some eating out because we love to eat out and we love to entertain. So we've had two Z's and, and you know maybe four Z's of folks that come over and we keep socially distant. So um, those kinds of things are awesome. And I'll say, um, Jean, congratulations on your 40th wedding anniversary. Woo! And my husband and I, we just did um, 29 two days ago, we got a chance to get away. And it was a little bit um, convincing on my part to him, like, we can't really kind of go somewhere. <laughs> and we did. And for me, just changing the scenery is such a big deal. And this summer, because we didn't do a traditional um, vacation, I did a staycation. And during that week, I had a full body massage one day. I went to my friend's beach house, which was only less than an hour away and just enjoyed a day at the beach. Um, just unplugged. I had somebody who was able to take care of some of the pieces of my business for me. And I created a staycation. So even that's super important during this time when a lot of people can't do their traditional vacations is to carve out some time to really unplug and relax. So I think that's important. Great. That's awesome, Gersha. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. Um, I always say that you got to do something. Yeah. Nothing mm -hmm. is not an option. You have to take care of yourself and just kind of figure that out and, and do what works for you. So there, there are probably a few people who would love to chat with you further. How would you suggest that they connect with you? Oh, wow. Well, I, my phone number is very public. It is 443-744-0206. I'm really good with text messages as well. And I am on social media. I respond personally to any messages or DMs. So on Instagram, it's Gersha Porter. On LinkedIn, it's Gersha Porter. On Facebook, I do have a business page, and it's Porter Premier Homes. Um, and then I have thousands of real friends on Facebook. So my Facebook page is available 
of course, I have to um, accept that friend request. But um, those are the three places. I also have videos on YouTube. So I have a YouTube channel as well. And so when buyers or sellers are looking to make a decision if they'd like to work with me, I let them know, hey, check me out on social. I am very open and public. And you can kind of get a sense of my personality and my style there. Um, I have testimonials out there. And I also have a website, quarterpremierhomes.com, for anybody who'd like to search for their dream home. It's there as well. So. Well, thanks, Portia. I am certain that you will be getting phone calls and people checking you out. And I know that you can uh, be of assistance and help so many. So there you have it, folks. Go ahead and reach out to her and I'm sure the connection will be great. Thank you. Thank you, Jean. I appreciate the opportunity. And anybody yes. who's interested in buying, selling, um, I'm in the age group right now that I have nieces who reach out to me for their aunts and uncles to help them with real estate, adult children who reach out to me because, you know, we're just in that age group right now where um, we have parents who may be looking to sell, buy condos, things like that. So I'm very sensitive to um, that population where there's the adult child that's very involved in the process and sometimes actually is leading that process. So I'm the kind of realtor whoever needs to come on through. I just have a buyer the other day. We're under contract now, but she said, can my mom come? I said, absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, with COVID, we have a little bit of restrictions, no children and properties and only three people in the property. So aside from that, you can't have the whole family come, but we can have one other person in addition to the realtor go out into our property. So we make arrangements for that and it's, it's not a problem at all. Great, great. Well, Gersha, my friend, oh my goodness, I have just had a wonderful time with you today. And like I said in the beginning, you know that this is not the last time we'll have a conversation. Oh. Well, I appreciate it so much, Jean. And if I could just mention two things that are coming up with me. Um, one of the pieces that a lot of us have had to do is pivot and do more um, communication and education online. So I have a series of um, Facebook Lives that called Wealth and Wines. And so it's a real estate experience. And so we're gonna be talking about how real estate can become a part of your wealth plan. And so we want you to join us and that'll be on my Facebook page, which is Porter Premier Homes. And as a part of that, I have, um, I'm a wine ambassador, so I have a, a wine business. And so we'll be featuring a bottle of wine that we'll talk a little bit about it, educate you a little bit about wine um, when we start each of those series um, coming forward. And it's going to be once a month. And then I am looking to launch a new program in 2021 for buyers who owned at some point in their life and no longer own a home and they would like to own again. So the program is called Own Again. Um, we're going to have our own Facebook community, and then there are going to be a number of pieces around that to prepare those buyers to own again. So I'm looking forward to having that impact in the community for folks who have decided that, yep, I'm ready to take that step again. What do I need to do to get prepared? 
a lot of it is going to be mindset related and that you can do it again and we want to leave all that other stuff behind and we're going to go ahead and we're going to own again. So look for those two. Um, anybody who's going to follow me, you'll see me advertising for those two programs coming up very soon. The Wealth and Wine series, um, which will be on Facebook Live and then the Own Again program for those who'd like to purchase homes again. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gersha. And I'm, I'm going to take a moment right now to just say thank you. Oh, I want to thank you for what you do. Thank you that uh, you have a heart to do what you're doing. And I want to thank you for the community. It's wonderful to know that we have you out there doing what you do from a place of love. Wow. Um, you know, being in the... Um, in the industry that I've been in for many years, I'm big on touch. And I always say that you can't touch a person with their hands until you touch them with your heart. <laughs> and when I think about you, that's, that's what I think about, touching wow. from the heart. So we appreciate you. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes, keep doing what you're doing. So there you have it. Um, before you make any major changes or adjustments to your lifestyle, it is always recommended that you seek direct advice from the proper professional to address your individual needs. These talks are for informational purposes only. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, keep smiling. See ya. I'm Jean Jeffries, and you've been listening to the Time Out Podcast. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. Take a moment and go to the Apple Podcast to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you for listening. Remember, keep smiling. The transition begins with you. <laughs>